I started developing a tremor. And then the next couple nights, I started getting involuntary head jerks and leg jerks. Today, I sit down with former Pussycat Dolls member Jessica Sutta, a singer and dancer with two multi-platinum albums and several top 10 singles in her repertoire. When the neuropathy came and it spread through my whole body, I remember staring at the ceiling and thinking, oh my God, this is it, I'm dying. Today, she shares for the first time what happened to her after getting a second Moderna COVID vaccine shot and why she chose to speak out. One death is enough. One, one child on the football field is enough. You know, they, I just read that FDA pulled a, an eye drop because it killed one person. Why is it so different with this? This is American Thought Leaders, and I'm Yanya Kelik. Jessica Sada, such a pleasure to have you on American Thought Leaders. Thank you, Jan. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's kind of amazing to have you here on the American Thought Leaders set. You know, you're you're a member of the Pussycat Dolls, one of the most successful, I guess, girl bands of all time, um, multi-platinum winner. You've had a solo career. Maybe just, let's start by you just sort of summarizing for me what brings you here. <laughs> well, um, I was severely injured by the Moderna vaccine. And um, I found that your show is the safest place to be. Um, to speak my truth, because I know there's a lot of people suffering out there. And um, I know it's brave for me to do this, which I think is crazy. Um, but now I have the strength to do it. Um, and that's why I'm here. Well, so thank um, you for having me. I very, I'm very happy to have, have you here. And uh, I think we should kind of start from the beginning because there might be a few people out there that aren't familiar with with your uh, dance and singing days. So maybe maybe just start us off. You know, how did you even kind of get into the whole world of music? And well, well, I'm a dancer since I was three. Um, I love dance. I love performing so much. Um, I went to a performing arts school called New World School of the Arts where I focused on dance and then later on after a knee injury I switched to theater and um, got into acting. And in Miami, I, um, once I graduated from high school, um, I danced for the Miami Heat, did music videos, I danced with Will Smith. Um, and then I was lucky enough to be on a soap opera called Ocean Avenue. Uh, it was really fun. I enjoyed it so much. I loved being on set. But um, I'll let you in on a little secret. Um, I'm a terrible actress. So <laughs> I moved to Los Angeles to act, and it wasn't really going so well for me. And um, my first love, obviously, dance. Um, I was asked to do um, a public service announcement for Smokey the Bear. It was my first job in Los Angeles, and uh, it happened to be uh, Robin Anton, who's the creator of the Pussycat Dolls, was the choreographer for this public service announcement uh, for Smokey the Bear. And we were putting out for forest fires with our top hats um, and tuxedo leotards in the middle of the forest. Um, it got of cut course. out. Of course, you know. Yeah. It got cut out of the uh, actual PSA, which was very sad, but uh, that's when I established a relationship with Robin Anton, and about a on set, she said, you know, I really love you. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to cut your bangs, and I want you to be in the Pussycat Dolls. 
I was like, what is that? Okay, sounds good. Um, and that's kind of how I started in the Pussycat Dolls. It was a cast of about 50 girls. Um, the lead was Carmen Electra. Um, we had a lot of celebrity guests that came on, um, which gave a lot of notoriety in Hollywood. It was a very cool underground show um, where Christina Applegate was an MC, uh, Christina Aguilera performed, Gwen Stefani. Um, and when Gwen Stefani came in, uh, she actually got the attention of uh, her label, which was Interscope Records. And they were very interested to do something with the group, but they had no idea what to do with it because it was just so wild. Um, and uh, it went from 20 girls to six girls. And I, I stayed at the six, and I was part of the pop group, the Pussycat Dolls. And uh, it absolutely changed my life forever. It was incredible. And then after the Pussycat Dolls, I, I did some solo work. Um, I did some uh, singing and dance music. I have five number one hits on the dance club uh, billboard chart. I love performing, and uh, it's been a really amazing, fun career. Uh, recently, actually, in uh, 2019, we decided to have a reunion, um, which was really fun. Um, but unfortunately, COVID stopped that, so it's no longer happening. Well, and COVID, you know, really changed all sorts of things, and I, I suppose it indeed brought you here ultimately. Yeah. So what happened to you? Um, <sighs> it, you know, I'm, I'm a law-abiding citizen. I want to do what's right for the community. I wanted to stop this pandemic. Um, I'm not anti-vax in any way. So I went and I, I went to protect my community. And unfortunately, um, my reaction wasn't what I thought it would be. And it, um, it changed my life. Uh, and it's been almost two years. And it's something that um, not really allowed to speak publicly about because it's so taboo. And maybe it's rare, but it's real. And um, I live it every single day. But uh, I think my point of, of being here, Jan, um, since I'm also a fan of your show, um, I would like to speak to the Vax injured and let them know that they're not alone. <laughs> um, this is real. Uh, your voice matters. Um, you are loved. It's time to take off your tinfoil hat that has been so graciously, <laughs> graciously given to you by other people um, because you're not crazy. Um, it's happening. And I think it's time to get the researchers and the doctors um, involved to, to heal us because I know we will heal. Um, and I think it's important to speak out now, truly. Well, thank you for doing that. Yeah. And, and well, so it can be really difficult, especially because a number of these vaccine injuries that I'm familiar with, indeed, uh, you know, Brianne Dressen, who I've had on the show, is a kind of a similar situation to you where it's not obvious right. on the surface when you look at someone that anything's different. And it might be very easy for someone to say, well, uh, it's all in your head or or there's some other reason or anyway there's there's a whole lot of um, it's it's not obvious no no in fact so I can tell you my journey so um, 
three days after the Moderna vaccine, I woke up in the most excruciating um, muscle spasm. And um, as an athlete and a professional dancer, it just felt so different. It felt like uh, I'd broken my rib. I'd broken my rib before on tour. So I, I, I know pain very well. I've danced about three shows after I broke my rib, so I'm familiar with pain. Um, so I went and did all the therapies that I would normally do, the chiropractor, acupuncture, massage, rest, and nothing would get this muscle spasm out. So uh, it was September 15, 2021, I, I admitted myself to the hospital. Um, and uh, they ran all these tests, all this blood work. I did a CAT scan and come to find out I'm in perfect health. Like there was absolutely nothing wrong with me. Um, so they sent me home with antibiotics saying that, you know, there was a kidney infection or whatever. They had to wait to get the test and they said, okay. So I just kind of went on and tried to, the same therapies and uh, nothing was working. And I was getting to a point where it was really hard to breathe. It just felt like burning and uh, just like knives, just knives in the, my side. Um, and it was incredibly debilitating. I couldn't even lift my son. I just had my son. And that was really hard because just even holding him was like a struggle. So um, our trainer mentioned to us that uh, a friend of his in Boston had an adverse reaction to um, the COVID vaccine and that I need to take a look at something. So um, my husband that night showed me a, a video of um, like a thousand women um, having these horrific uh, side effects from this vaccine. And um, I just remember telling my husband, like, can you turn it off? <laughs> I don't wanna see this, <laughs> come on. You know, no way. <laughs> This is just a muscle spasm. I'm, it's going to go away. I mean, you know. Um, and then eventually it got so bad. I remember, I think it was like December 7th, around that time. It had spread through my whole body where I was just so heavy. And my eyelids and my legs and my feet, everything hurt. And I just couldn't move. And I was, I lost about, so I was about 50 60 pounds overweight um, in August, still from post-pregnancy. I had lost that weight by December. I was already back to like, you know, underweight, which was about like 115. So it was, um, it was crazy because, you know, I, I live in Hollywood and I was getting compliments. I was like, wow, you look great, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm not doing anything different. I just, I, I don't know what's going on with my body, but it just, it feels like, um, my body's eating itself. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's even hard to talk about. You know, just speaking here right now, it's like, wow, I'm actually, I actually have a voice to speak out on this, uh, as scary as it is, you know? So I eventually found uh, a massage therapist that was working on my back, and she finally got the muscle spasm out. And once I got the muscle spasm out, I was lay, laying in bed. All of a sudden, I started developing a tremor. And then the next couple nights, I started getting involuntary head jerks and leg jerks. And it scared me because it felt like, oh my God, this is not my body anymore. What is going on? And um, so when I went to a rheumatologist, she said, you know, you, you have fibromyalgia. I did a whole nother blood test, um, a whole, 
line of blood tests. Um, everything you can imagine, nothing indicated any type of um, autoimmune disease, nothing was abnormal. So she said, you, you have to work out, it's fibromyalgia, you'll work through this. So when I would do that, it actually made things worse. Um, and I was in a yoga pose, and as I was twisting my spine, I came back, and that's when the neuropathy started. And, um, and it's, just very briefly, you know, mm -hmm. for those that might not know, what does that mean exactly? So um, small fiber neuropathy um, feels like you're on fire. Uh, it feels like it's burning all throughout your, your rib cage. For, in my case, it was in my rib cage and all the way down my spine. And it would come in uh, kind of like contractions. It would come in waves. And it was so debilitating. And I just didn't know what to do. Um, and at the time, I had switched insurances, um, and uh, I begged my general practitioner, can I please see a neurologist? I, I really feel like something's very wrong. Um, and she said, okay, she finally let me see him, and, and the first thing he said was, when did you get the vaccine? I said, you know, he goes, oh, I, th I think you had an adverse reaction, and that was the first time that I acknowledged the fact that that was actually happening to me. When you saw that video earlier, of the many, many women that were having the tremors and the adverse reactions. I'm sorry to put you through that. That's okay. <laughs> but um, but for, for some reason, you just weren't ready to accept that this could be a possibility, even though you had mentioned earlier that there was a, that you had taken the vaccine and they were kind of ignoring that. So you, in the back of your mind, you knew, just trying to sort of chart your thinking through this because. I didn't want it to be real, you know, especially, because I was just trying to do the right thing. I couldn't imagine that this could ever happen. This wasn't um, something that was warned. Uh, I didn't get a heads up that this could be a reaction, kind of an autoimmune response. And um, to this day, I still get gaslit to think that it's not real. So this is a common, having spoken to many people who have been injured now, this is a very common situation, whether it's doctors. You know, there was even this you know, video that went around of a woman who had very severe tremors and she wanted to show people this is what can happen, right? But never mind people not believing it, but people sort of, you know, making fun of it. This is a reality in our society today. What, what is your reaction to that? Oh, it's, it's so painful. But you know what? I've been gaslit a lot in my life, so I studied how to kind of navigate through it. So. As hard as it is when people are gaslighting me and, and just trying to make it seem like what's happening is not happening, um, I think you have to go back to your truth and know exactly um, how you feel. And also, my fellow vaxxed, injured friends, you know, their experiences are very real. And I've seen it firsthand as to other people have not seen that. They don't have friends that have mitocarditis from this. They don't have friends that have, you know, similar symptoms like I do. Because um, when I went to the hospital, so I, when, when the neuropathy came um, and spread through my whole body, um, I remember staring at the ceiling and thinking, oh my God, this is it, I'm dying, I'm dying, this is it. I mean, I have everything I've ever wanted in my entire life. And um, it's almost over, like I, I didn't know. So I, I went to the hospital, you know, for the second time. And that was in May, it was May 3rd. And uh, I talk about being gaslit. That was probably one of the worst experiences of my life. And I, unless my arm is falling off, I won't step foot in another hospital again. 
it was, um, they didn't want to believe it, even though I had been diagnosed from the neurologist from that hospital. And uh, somehow through like my therapies and all of that, I had developed a, um, a lesion on my spine, on my C5, C6. Um, so, you know, they were like, okay, so this is what we think. Um, you have symptoms of, of MS, but you don't have MS. So that's good, right? And, and I was like, I don't know if that's good. <laughs> you know, at least you can treat MS. What, what do you do with me here, you know? Well, in three months, you'll be fine. And this is just going to leave your body and just don't get the booster. You'll be okay. Um, yeah, it's been two years, so it's, it's not getting any better. If anything, it's getting progressively worse. And um, that's when I started really searching for answers and, and, and doing as much research as I possibly can and opening my mind and broadening, making my, uh, my mind more broad in the sense of like learning about everything and listening to everything everyone has to say. Like, I want to hear it all. I want to hear the scientist. I was really drawn to Dr. Robert Malone. I, I believe he's a hero. I, I'm, I'm so grateful for that man. And when he speaks, it's just, so I just did a lot of research. And then I came across React 19. And um, I, I saw uh, Brianne Dressen speak on Congress. And she was talking about her uh, experience. And it was so similar to mine. But what scared me the most was that she was in a wheelchair. And um, as a dancer and as a new mom, that's terrifying. And uh, I'm a fighter. I'm not going to get it to there. You know, hopefully not. But um, yeah, so she gave me a lot of um, strength without even knowing it. And that's when I reached out to React19 on Instagram. And I said, thank you so much for the work you're doing. I'm, I'm actually vax injured. I'm terrified to speak out. Um, but God bless you, and, and God bless you know you guys being on the front line. And I know that they're getting so much hate and all of these things, but thank you, because it, it means so much. You're you're saving me. You're saving me because I feel like I'm going crazy. <laughs> you know. You know, in those early days, um, and even now, frankly, there was a lot of pressure to get vaccinated. There was all these influencers saying this is what you need to do. You had doctors saying things like what you just described without really understanding, you know, the the cost benefit analysis, right, which I think every doctor should. And you mentioned you wanted to do the right thing. There was this sort of sense that this is the right thing to do for the community. Right. Um, but what did you ever feel pressure? Like, oh, yes, I felt a ton of pressure, you know, um, from the media, people in the industry speaking out and kind of bullying people and saying, you're a bad person if you don't get this vaccine. Like, ugh, I don't want to talk to you. Don't listen to my music. Looking back, I think it was so incredibly irresponsible for them to do that. Um, especially some of them that I know personally that know about my condition. Uh, still, I think they just didn't want to believe me. Um, but me staying silent um, I believe is irresponsible of me to do. So that's why I, I was like, okay, I, eventually when I feel better, I'm going to speak out. And um, when I saw your interview with Bree, and, and, just, and I really am a fan of your show, um, I was like, yeah, I want to do it with Jan. I think Jan's the best to, to do this. So thank you for having me. Because <laughs> well, I don't want to talk to anyone else. <laughs> I'm glad to have you here. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, what does it mean 
for you as a in your career to go public like this like you are today it's probably one of the worst things I could ever do I mean it's it's very frowned upon still in the industry I think people you know get treated so poorly for speaking their truth you know um, but here's the thing I'm not angry I'm, I'm definitely like sad when I think about it and um, but I'm not angry I, I'm not pointing any fingers I, I what's done is done it is what it is um, I live in the solution-based life now you know I, I have a son I want to I want to have another baby eventually if I can um, I think it's just I think it's just time to heal the community so I, I'm okay with the repercussions that come along with it because I'm coming from my heart I'm not angry not anymore at least <laughs> You know, I remember when we were talking offline um, that you mentioned to me that early on you had a, while you were pregnant, you even had a doctor recommend that you take the vaccine during pregnancy, but something told you not to do that. But tell, tell me about this. Yeah, she, so it was about, gosh, it was like 32 weeks pregnant. And um, she had mentioned that there, she was giving her patients uh, the COVID vaccine and that it was fine and the, the babies are healthy and they're actually immune to COVID if they come, when they come to the world. And it's actually a very good thing. But, um, you know, next time you come, let's do it. And, you know, I loved my doctor, of course. I was like, okay, well, you know, let me think about it. So I got home and I, I told my husband, and my husband's like, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. You didn't want to do it before, because I didn't. I, I, I truly was apprehensive, because I was already scared in pregnancy. It just, it was a stressful time for me, because I just wanted to protect my baby so much. And we were, we, you know, I was pregnant during a pandemic. So, I mean, I was so paranoid and just kind of stayed in my bubble and just stayed away from people as much as I could, you know? And um, I was like, okay, yeah, you know what? You're right, you're right. You know, because um, I was kind of easily influenced back then because I just wanted to do the right thing. But looking back, I don't talk to her anymore. Um, and uh, I have a lot of resentment towards that situation because I, I truly could have lost my son with the reaction that I had. Um, and that, that is absolutely a devastating thought for me. You know, censorship is really strong, right? This is what these the Twitter files revealed, right? Um, but the other thing that they revealed is how you can kind of craft the illusion of consensus, right? When social media, media, government, all these different entities, ostensibly independent, actually are all united around the same talking points. You know, the little box on Instagram that says, you know, for the facts of COVID, you know, go here. That really started hurting me because I, I would kind of start trying to speak out and I would post funny things from like Russell Brandt because he's really funny <laughs> with this whole thing. Um, I'd get the box, you know, for the real truth, go here. And then I'd post it again. I said, you know, and it just kept on going and it was just like the censorship was just unbelievable. But, you know, they've had a funny way of just kind of making it one narrative mm -hmm. and everyone just following through. So I think that is why it's so hard for people to wrap their head around because Social media is a big muscle. It's a big way of like mind control. And thank God for Elon Musk. You know, thank God for him, you know, unveiling all of the things that were hidden, all the censorships and all the things that I needed to, I needed to read. I needed to see those, these 
protocols that these doctors were giving to people that had adverse reaction with MS symptoms. You know, there was all these protocols and things I just didn't have access to. So it just became a very isolating world where I was like, okay, I guess I'm just dying. This is in my head. And I just got to suck it up and take gabapentin because that's, you know, what they give you. <laughs> you know, and it, that was the thing when I went to the hospital. They, they gave me so much medicine. And I'm in recovery, so um, it, it's a hard thing, you know. And a lot of the medications that they gave me that didn't help were the most mind-altering drugs that I think need to have black box labels on. And I also think that the Moderna vaccine should also have a black box. Are you able to dance now even? You know, uh, my friend um, actually introduced me to this um, documentary called Get to the Root. Okay, it's about uh, root canals and um, how infections could cause like autoimmune problems and all of these things. And because uh, there'll be like infections underneath the old um, like uh, root canal um, dentist, like the, the posts and the tooth and whatnot, um, that like regular x-ray couldn't pick up. You'd have to get a CAT scan. So um, I got myself to the best biodentist and I had some, I had a tooth removed. And um, about six days later, after having it removed, I felt like completely normal. Um, and I had all my energy back, my, I could put thoughts together. It was incredible. And that's when I started dancing ballet again. And it was a good two months um, where I had an amazing time. I had my ballet teacher come to the house and I was strength training that way. And it was such a spiritual um, experience for me, um, especially as an adult doing ballet. Because when I was younger, I was like, ugh. <laughs> as an adult, it was just so wonderful. And it just felt like I was connecting to, you know, my archangels and I would, you know. Um, and then, uh, unfortunately, the neuropathy, the burning through my rib cage uh, came back um, worse than ever. And um, yeah, I had to stop doing ballet. What is the, what does your root canal abscess have to do with your vaccine injury? I'm not super clear on this. So from my experience, it just feels like my body is in full attack mode. Like my immune system just fights everything. So. Um, you know, when I stumbled across that documentary, Get to the Root, in that documentary, they talk about that some infections could be hidden in like old work, like a root canal or fillings or whatnot that are not picked up by um, just a 2D x-ray. They need a CAT scan. And that, um, that my body could be fight, trying to fight what's going on in my teeth but can't get to it. So leaving my body in an autoimmune response. Um, so I was willing to try anything. Right. I was like, just take them all out, you know? Uh, <laughs> um, and it, and it, it worked. It actually worked for about two months, but, um, and then it came back. Unfortunately, I guess that, that wasn't the route. I'm glad I have the infections out, and I'm glad I, I was introduced to biodentistry, and, and maybe it will alleviate some problems for other people. It did for me, um, but unfortunately, other things cause the neuropathy. Do you know anyone else in the industry that is experiencing the same things you are, oh, or yes. similar things? I, I know of a lot of people. You know a lot of people? A lot of people. Actually, Bethany Frankel, I don't know her personally, but she just was on page six um, talking about that she has an autoimmune response, and she's very angry. Um, so I hope I can reach out to her and 
you know, bring her to React 19 so she can get the help she needs. But, you know, it's very scary because that was one of the reasons I wanted to speak out because a lot of these people are a lot bigger than me or, you know, I don't even consider myself a celebrity. Um, but it's like, I was kind of angered by the fact that they're not speaking out. I'm like, why aren't, you, why aren't they speaking out? You know, it's, they want to work. They have endorsement deals. They have, you know. I'm like, well, I don't have an endorsement deal, so I guess I should just go <laughs> and speak, you know, um, because uh, it's time to heal. That's it. What kind of numbers are we talking about here that you're aware of? I mean, I know about 10 people, which is a lot, but like personally. But um, in the industry, I think they're just kind of uh, categorized in some weird neurological disorder. It yeah. just happens to be happening at much higher frequency than ever before, or? I think that, I think that finally people are coming out of the gaslight, right? And they're, they're seeing truth and thinking for themselves and realizing that, oh my God, this is a possibility. And yeah, a lot of people in the industry, and obviously I gave them my, my word, I would never say anything, but I hope that this interview will inspire them to come out um, because it could really change lives and even save lives. Um, I know it's scary, but um, it, it's a lot more than people think because um, a lot of people don't talk about it at all. It's kind of that taboo thing to, to even speak upon, you know, especially in Hollywood. Um, and a lot of people in the industry who don't believe me, they kind of mess with me in a sense. Well, I just got my booster. I just this, and I'm fine, you know? Um, which I think is so dangerous because a lot of my very, very close friends, aunts, father, um, they just recently died. Um, it's, oh God, it makes me so sick and sad. And, um, I know that everyone's body is their body, um, and everyone has a choice, but I would recommend maybe halting the vax just to kind of reconfigure, because, I mean, one death is enough. One, one child on the football field is enough. You know, they, I just read that FDA pulled a, an eye drop because it killed one person, just one person. It was pulled off, you know, and I'm, why, why is it different with this? Why is it so different with this? And all these young, beautiful, beautiful kids and athletes and in and, and, and superb health. Why isn't it completely pulled off the shelf immediately? Um, it's so confusing to me and I, I just think that maybe they needed to tell us the truth of what, what this really is. I've had to stop a lot of mainstream media especially like KTLA, um, there was the issue about the military and um, that they want to stop the mandated vaccines for our military. And I was like, oh, thank God. And then the reporter then says, can you believe they think it's still not safe or effective? Like, as I'm feeling the, you know, small fiber neuropathy throughout my whole body. And I just looked at my husband, and I was like, shut it off. <laughs> I can't watch the show anymore. Like, because that 
that hit me really hard because I, um, I'm a big supporter of the troops. I performed in Afghanistan, um, in Jordan, um, at the bases there. Uh, my heart, they have my heart. So um, if anyone, any of our, our soldiers are, that are, are going, that would go through this, that would be, that are protecting our country, I think it's vital that they do not get the vax. I think it is so imperative that we protect our military, that are protecting our country, you know, keeping the, the freedom alive. So what has been the impact of this injury on your family's life? Thank you for asking that. You know, it's been really hard for my husband. Um, because he doesn't want to see me suffer and he he watches he's watched this whole journey he's been my champion he's the one that kind of like steered me into knowing exactly what it is um and it's a lot and it's a lot for the families that have to deal with with having family members that are suffering like this um but i i want to speak out on that and say how important and vital they are and um and how grateful I am to my husband because it is not easy. And you know, he told me the other day, you know, cause he's been staying strong, I'm like, how you doing, how you doing? And finally he, you know, in tears the other day, he's like, you know, I just, I wanna take this away from you, babe. I just like, don't wanna see you suffering. I said, honey, I'm just glad it was me and not you or our son. I was like, I don't wanna inflict this on anyone that I love. I'm glad that it's me, not you. And I know that's hard for him. <laughs> But um, I know I'm going to get through this. And, and, I, and to the, the, my fellow injured, I will say this with confidence. We will heal. I pray for us every single day. We will heal. There's two things that, that come to my mind when I, when I hear you speaking. On the one hand, you know, I think there's prob there might be people who have been injured that are watching this. And I think that they may get some inspiration, right? There's also kind of inner strength that you need to find to deal with being, as you call it, gaslit. Mm -hmm. So I guess what I want to ask you is what would, what would you say to people that are, that are in this sort of situation? Uh, I just want to say, um, first of all, your voice matters. You know, um, you're worthy of your feelings. Um, I think it's, it's an opportunity to really meet who you truly are inside, you know. Um, I know there's a lot of people that have taken their life over this, um, and I understand that. Um, that's not an option for me. I'm a mom, so, you know, I think I was just always in fear of that this was just going to kill me, you know. Um, things have gotten better, but um, I'll have a week that's good or whatever. Right now I'm, I'm in pretty bad pain. But what I would say to them is, you know, stay strong. Um, I would say go to React 19, join the community. There's all these beautiful protocols that they're finding, all these new tests, all these things that will help us heal. And you will be heard and you will be seen and you will be loved and accepted. They've just been so phenomenal. Um, all the vaccinated doctors that are working with React 19 have taken me under their wing and are helping me get into the neurologist, getting because it's very difficult. Doctors are very, very busy right now. So, I mean, appointments take about six months to get into. Um,
but you know they're getting me into doctors that are not even seeing new clients and, and they're getting me in to get me well they actually care they hear me um, Brie Dressen um, she's my hero she has been truly a beacon of light for me and for so many other people that I know and I'm just so grateful for warriors like her who kind of paved the way for us to make us feel seen and heard and loved. Um, she takes time out of the day when I'm just not feeling good and, and she explains to me what's going on because no doctors really explain to me anything. The whole community uh, is, is really has been a, a godsend because you, we can speak to each other with such a knowingness and there's no biased um, confusion or any of that. You're, it's like my voice matters and it hasn't mattered for so long and it's been stifled for so long and I've had so much shame with this like oh my god why is this happening to me but maybe it happened to me for a reason and um, if I can just give any inspiration and hope to your viewers um, that would mean the world to me that's beautiful thank you well, Jessica Sada, it's such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Jan. Thank you so much. And I just want to commend you for um, Epoch and your show uh, for true journalism. We, we need this in our world so badly. And I just, I'm so grateful for all of you. And, um, and this is coming from all the truth seekers in the world. We love you guys. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you all for joining Jessica Sada and me on this episode of American Thought Leaders. I'm your host, Yanya Kalik. Moderna did not immediately respond to our request for comment.